The Dad Ass Podcast. Subpar, mediocre at best. Podcast just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. One drink and one conversation at a time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dad Ass Podcast, the completely unscripted, unconventional podcast just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing. Me, I'm Matt, just a dude that created a podcast to be called The Dad Ass, and with me, as always, is a dude with a dad and a fine ass, Sean, a.k.a. Dude, the resident family counselor. Sir, you've got a homebrew in your hand. You have a boat. It's summer. Yeah. You've got to be doing doing well. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, it's been a really – I was just telling um, one, of my, uh, one of my friends that – I was like, yeah, I like I always have fun during summertime for sure, but I feel like this summer it's not like the level of fun I'm having. It's like I just feel like I've done a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'm having a lot of fun. I don't mean yeah. it that way either, but just like I feel like I'm I've been doing. It's just been a very like busy, busy summer, right? Like yeah. exciting things like news. Um, you know, like Parker and I moved offices um, or are moving offices actually. Um, not as of recording. We'll start seeing patients in our new space actually tomorrow. That's awesome. Which is super cool. And like, you know, I've just done a bunch of stuff, had the boat in the water a lot. Um, I, you know, sad note, I had invited you and Tuckerman um, for yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was going to go camping. And um, unfortunately, I, I didn't end up going camping. I had to go get go to the doctor and they had to like jam a knife underneath my skin by my finger it was a whole mess anyway um but i've done a ton of that stuff and and you and tuckerman i know have done a ton of stuff you couldn't join me you weren't gonna join me because um you and tuckerman were off on like a big adventure of your own we did it it was one that was i've waited a very long time to take him on because you know if he's too young he can't experience things right right so i was like when is he old enough to go to hawking hills yeah it's the old man's cave and so we went uh we had it planned we had some other things that heather and i wanted to do we have had three weeks in a row of being split up because of bachelorette party bachelor party and the week before that there was something so it was kind of like all right we're i want to do something with tuckerman but we also need to just catch a breath yeah and at the beginning of summer um you know, Heather took Tuckerman and went on a trip. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. There's, there's been a lot. So, we're like, we need a down weekend, but I was ready for him to go hiking. Um, so, I can also get him ready to go back to the tiny house and to Mount Washington yeah. later. You know, so. This sounds silly, but, but it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Tuck's kind of now in training for hiking a yes. little bit. Like, and he, he explored. He wanted to just keep going. I didn't have to carry him. It was fantastic. And then earlier uh, before the weekend on thursday we found out what we're having in december with the baby okay so are you gonna tell him now are you gonna make him wait oh you know what after after our guest our award-winning guest that we have on truly award-winning multi-award-winning we're we're gonna dangle the bait and and we'll cast that that announcement at the end a gold medalist gold medalist this many times over this year it was a blue ribbon um, top in his category, but he has also been uh, best beer in the Medina County Fair multiple times. He's always won his group or come in second. Uh, you were second place last year. I know this man, this guest. I feel just, like you know him a little very, bit. like pretty well. Just just a little bit. Um, I've run across him a few times in our circle. And funny story, 
he was like guest number two or three when it was just me yeah on the podcast so this is a whole i kind of have like i have some ideas for this interview a little bit i didn't really tell you about i love it no i'd like you to do that because then it's not just me drilling questions out of my dad uh an award-winning medina county fair award-winning uh brewer home brewer uh dad dave lofi welcome back to the dad ass podcast a little bit different than the couch in the basement on one microphone, <laughs> I would ask a question and, and hand it back to him. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It got us started, didn't it? Welcome to the Between the uh, Lines Speakeasy and the new uh, Dadass Podcast, Dad. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Just make sure they're easy questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> what is your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> a Blue. beer. A beer. <laughs> this is the point where he's like, don't tell anyone I'm colorblind. <laughs> I did the whole Coast Guard being colorblind. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right, you can't be in the Coast Guard if you're colorblind, can you? I think you can, can you? but not certain... There are there certain cer- jobs. Certain, prob- certain limitations. I got you. Which, by the way, I didn't get a chance, but I can tell both of you. Uh, I don't, do I say happy birthday? What do I, what do I say? Yeah, uh, uh, August happy, 4th. Yep, happy birthday. August 4th was the uh, birthday of the Coast Guard, founded August 4th, uh, 1792. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you... I thought it was 90, 1790. It's around that area. I think yeah. it was 70, uh, 1792. Is so, right. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, this like, because I don't know the history of any, I don't know the history of any of our branches, which is terrible, but, um, what it's when the day it was founded like like yeah. the president was like we need a coast guard the like, coast what? guard didn't start as the coast guard it started as the um internal revenue service right? yes internal revenue and it's the like, longest wait, not, ser- not not the not not IRS, not related to the irs revenue but what they did Got was it. they had um 10 cutters right to patrol who was coming in to our waters Yes, yeah. and that was the first start, and there were multiple renditions then. But it's the oldest, longest-standing maritime. Yes, we even branch, outdid right? the navy. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I would have thought. I would have actually thought, like someone who just doesn't know, that maybe it's because the navy is big. Is the navy bigger? The navy, to someone who is a novice, feels bigger in size. I don't know if that's actually true, well, but it feels bigger. So I would have assumed that it came out of the navy. But you're saying it actually. it's it's been longer standing than the navy gotcha but it was for tax purposes and commerce first interesting and you know who started it hamilton no yeah what what role was he at the time it wasn't president i don't think no he was uh secretary of the treasury that's right okay well you know i'm a little bit bummed that it didn't make it into the musical he was he was a petty officer first class i i got out as a third class so he was he was much farther advanced but he taught at the school i went to to learn navigation so the reason i'm looking at him for things is because Uh, i'm like well you taught wait did did you actually teach him Uh, no i was retired but Uh, i went to the school and stayed in the dorms and everything of yorktown uh virginia where he taught when i was born Wow. Yeah. And then the soda machines that only did soda at the time, he's like, you used to be able to get beer out of there. Huh. In the barracks, you put your yeah. dollar in and you get a can. Yeah. No. It's like $2 sodas, inflation. And and you used to be able to get a buck of beer? Yeah. Man, inflation the is one right. Cool, the one cool thing, though, was um, there was a commander that, that asked to meet me. Yeah. And he was someone that served under my dad. 
Oh, whoa. Yeah, and then I, he was like, you're in trouble. I, th- I thought it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm like with all the officers for some reason. And then I was, he's just like, I knew your dad. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's not that I took two 40s with well, some guys and went disc golfing yeah. and we were off and I was 19. Just to like make something up random that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and at least like your dad is like cool and like he... It, I don't know. I didn't know personally, but it seems seems like he was a pretty well-respected individual. So you could like proudly walk around and be like, yeah, Dave's my dad versus being like, yeah, so. On, on graduation day, he was uh, there because it's like you're graduating from like a, a conservative college because, you know, we have to march to class and be in uniform and stuff. But when we weren't on the boats, we were in the classroom. So we actually had like a ceremony where you got uh, a certificate. And so I have a picture. It's one of my favorite pictures of me in uniform my dad in uniform, and then my Uncle Joe, my dad's youngest brother, was a retired l- lieutenant, right? Lieutenant. Are you guys, are you guys in the, saluting? In the Navy. Not in that picture. Oh, there's a picture of you guys saluting, isn't there? Or no, am I making that up? There is a picture at my boot camp when he, um, you put my um, your pin. My pin on. Oh, uh, maybe that's what I've yeah. seen. All right, sorry. Anyway, but sorry One of interrupt. the coolest pictures I have is my dad, his younger brother, who was a lieutenant in the Navy, and then me starting my, my career. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so dad is also a Coastie for anyone going like, wait, what, what's going on? So, yeah. Yeah. But dad is here to actually talk to us about homebrewing and about the beer that we're holding right now and fatherhood and fa- and fatherhood but so we can drink this beer while it's still cold what what did you submit this year what are we holding tell tell us all about this and the process you put behind this because this is kind of an I- experimental beer for you right yes i it's like vanilla ice cream you just can't have vanilla ice cream you got to add different flavors to it so i took a a cream ale and i put a pound of uh I toasted coconut. I wanted to see how oh. a toasted coconut ale would taste. I've used coast, uh, coconut before on other beers. I did a chocolate coconut stout, which you know, recess my pieces. Yeah, but, you know it's good. I like I like playing with my beer. Yeah, I like it when you play with your beer too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You should hear when we're done with this. You should hear about the beer he wants to play with next. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> But um, have you tried it yet? Yeah, I just did. So here's what I appreciate. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get nerdy on it. You know, I. You know, I had to. Yeah, buckle up, Dad. Here goes five minutes. No, it's not gonna be five. It'll be a good three. <laughs> no, t- tell us about it. No, I really like the nose on it. Like it. It comes off like really, really nicely. Um, it's not an overpowering scent of coconut. No, and it's not a f- like you put. Co- did you use any extract or any flavoring of any kind? No. Okay, like no, no shame on anyone who does, but it it doesn't. Sometimes when you do that, there there is this, you can tell. Like there's just this taste that I can't describe that when used um, sparingly is, in my opinion, like not terrible. But most of the time, people put too much of that extract or flavoring in, and then it kind of gives off this off flavor. And usually you end up, I notice that people, when they homebrew, I've done a little bit, a tiny bit of homebrewing, nothing compared to, to you. Um, so I know about these extracts because when I did it, I, I used them. Um, but you can get like a really nice nose on it, but you got a really nice nose on it, just putting it a bunch of, of stuff. So the first thing you catch definitely is that like toasted coconut and then vanilla for sure. And and how how did you you how did you toast it? How did you include this then into the? Uh, 
Yeah, when do you do it? Well, you get the raw coconut and then you put it on your pan and you spread it out and you put it under the broiler for a few minutes. You got to watch it. So when you start seeing it toasted, you pull it out and you uh, move it around with a fork or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put it back in for another minute or two and bring it out. And uh, when I tried something with coconut years ago, I just threw it in my uh, pot when I was brewing it. Oh, not toasted. Just, uh, it, just was, it was toasted. Oh, it was. Okay. But when I siphoned it, <laughs> it clogged up my siphoner. Yeah. Oh. So this time I had it in a mesh bag and I would uh, whoosh it around. Okay. Every- yeah. So here's my curiosity. So you, I, I get how you toast it. It's been a long time since we've actually had a brewer on. I'm just actually kind of thinking about that. And the brewers that have come on haven't really necessarily ever explained the process, I don't think. No. So... All right, walk through walk um, anyone who doesn't know through the basic principle of how to like how do we get beer? Walk us through like those steps. How do we go from what ingredients do we need? How do we get beer? And then also when do you add that coconut you just talked about? Everything depends on what what type of beer you're going to make. So your wheat Make sure you have, would you want a sweet wheat or, you know, a dry wheat? So wheat is not wheat is what you're saying. Like, well, it's, we'll call it grain. Yeah, yeah, but okay. So grain. There are, it's not like one type of grain is what I'm hearing you say. You There's lots of grain. Variety. And then you, uh, like, I'm a home brewer. I do five gallons, so I don't have any fancy equipment. So I have a, a four-gallon stainless steel pot. I'll put about two and a half gallons of water in there. I get it to a boil, and then I put my mesh bag with my grain in it, and you keep it, oh, for 20, 30 minutes before it boils. So it's about 130, 140 degrees around that area there. So you're you're watching the temperature. You're outside? Uh, I do it in the kitchen when my wife's not home. Oh, okay. She doesn't, okay. She doesn't like the smell. Usually on, really? Sundays, on Sundays and Mondays when my mom is downstaying with us to watch Tuckman. Oh, is Mondays. that true? Yes. Oh, she doesn't like the smell, really? No, she doesn't. That's interesting to me because I think it's, I think it smells so good. I think it's like there's this sweetness to it, and like, I don't I, know. Do you like it? I used to think it smelled like spaghetti. Oh, that's you right. That's... You've made fun of me for that. Gr- growing up, because he, you've been doing it since the '90s. I mean, you drove to like Solon from our house, like 45. Well, you worked in Solon, but like 45 minutes to an hour because when you started craft brewing, you know. Oh, like to get really, supplies and yeah. stuff? No, there was no big uh, supplier. Like, there was, like, a guy. I mean, a store. Yeah. But, like, it's not like you would go to bars and have yeah. all of these craft... You know, that's back when, like, Columbus and Cleveland probably only had four. Yeah. You know? So you, you used to go all out. I mean, I used to gift you when there was a place up in um, in Uptown, uh, Westerville. Buckeye Brew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We used to get some stuff there just because there weren't a lot of stores that were around. But you've been doing it since what ninety four, ninety five, somewhere around. Okay, yeah. All right. I was old enough to like not have to be watched. Sorry, we interrupted you, but I have so many questions about this. Um, keep walking us through. So it's it it the grain is in in the bag with the water. It's at it's at a hundred and what'd you say? Oh, just before it boils. Okay. Okay, so so just under a boil for about 30 minutes. And then what happens? Okay, you remove the grain, you remove uh, the bag, and uh, first you hold it over to make sure you get all the drippings off of it. 
and then you bring it up to a boil. And once you get a light boil, then depending on what type of beer you use, depends on what type of malt you're going to use, or if there's other grains that you want to put in. And then, uh, again, with various beers, uh, I don't know how many varieties, like 40, 50 varieties of hops. Hops is not uh, just plain old hops. Right. So you got hops that will sweeten. I mean, depending on what kind of flavor you That's want. That's where your flavor comes from, right? And like this, I had to add uh, a certain type of sugar to it for the cream ale part to mm. make it sweet. Oh, I wait. You do that at this point? Uh, after so many minutes, after you add your malt, you got a time schedule. See, this is why this, this yes. So everything's kind of timed, right? Um, and when you make up a new recipe, I'm assuming you kind of, at this point, you have such a huge knowledge base that I'm sure you can kind of go like, oh, I, like you would understand, I want it to taste like this, so I need to put this in there. So when I was home brewing, I was looking at other people's recipes and I, I never did it enough. I, I bought this, it was really, it was a really neat concept. It's actually in, in this closet over here where um, I bought this, like, it was called a Pico Brew, and you could actually make your own. It, it did two-and-a-half-gallon batches, and um, you could actually input your own recipe, and they would send you, like, a grain bin. And then you'd put it in the machine, and it would kind of automate mm. through all of it. did the recipe for you. So I didn't have to learn all of I didn't really understand that. But, like, it's incredible because, like, two different like two wrong flavor combinations uh, you know grain choices or a grain and a hop can make your beer just taste off (laughs) that's why you got to research it there are universities here that you can get your degree in uh, oh i forgot the name of liquid refreshments or chemistry for malt products yeah and you can actually get a degree in it. I saw a school up when we were in uh, Canada by Niagara Falls, uh, Niagara on the Lake, and there was a program there where they teach you everything of the chemistry of beer. Then they have you at the Welcome Center, so you know how to display the beer and how to taste the beer and what to tell people what to look at the beer. Yeah. And for me, I look at a recipe, I said, oh, I want to try that. Then... I'm very careful. I research and all the stuff I need. I get my, uh, some of my stuff comes from uh, a place in Kent. Another one uh, is Midwest Supplies out of Minnesota. And various areas where I get the grains that I need or I want. Uh, Then we have a thing in Medina called Vines and Hops where I get my other stuff from, you know. And I shop around for a good price. And then I build what I want to build, what I want to make. And it's really a process. And like I've done some at uh, the brew kettle in Strongsville where I brewed where you get, you know, That's six fun. cases of 22 ounce yeah. bottles. We did that. To get, we've done that a couple of times. He even did it for a wedding. Yeah. I, I did it at, um, now they don't do it anymore, North High. Yep. They used to do it yeah. too. How many, so fun. How many beers between doing it at home and um, at the brew kettle? How many beers overall do you think you've done? And how many styles of beers do you think you've done? I left the paperwork at your house. Nice. I've done over uh, 15 plus different recipes of different beers. A German Pilsner, a, Pilsner, a Czech Pilsner. Oh, those are my faves. Another one is... Uh, a Mexican... Oh, no, that was a lager. Yeah, it was a lager. Oh, no, I like a dark... No, a dark Czech? Yeah, a dark Czech. Well, upstairs... Is that, is that right? Am I saying that right? I think so, yeah. 
I Is that a thing? A dark, dark check? Is uh, it lager or pilsner? I'm pretty sure because the Czech and the Germans have like dark lagers. Yeah, I want to say it's a dark Czech lager that I like. Because anywhere you go, it's usually a lager or a pilsner, and then they have a dark beer for breweries yeah. in Germany and in the Czech Republic. Like Hasseruder, they had their regular pilsner and a dark. Yeah, that's where I was invited. The, uh, the owner saw me. The truck was offloading some grain, and so I just went in there and took a couple kernels, and I started crunching on them to see how sweet they are. So while we were in the beer hall having liquid adult refreshments, uh, the owner came by and asked me a few questions, and we went in a special room, and he, he showed me all the stuff that they're working on. No, uh M- Most German states, right, because their counties are, like, considered states, um, have, like, one primary brewery. Huh. And this was probably... Um, how big is state? 10 and 15 years. Like, just think of counties. There's just, they refer okay. to them differently. Um, counties, but, are, so when you say state, because I'm thinking Ohio. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, Germany's only the size of some of our bigger states. Okay, all right. But um, each each state there has one brewery. There's not, ton, you know, it's not like central Ohio where there's 65 or whatever the number is. It's a ton. All within, like, four counties. And so, and and most of the German breweries have a light beer or just a normal style beer there, and then a dark. And that well, and they find. I'm assuming it's still this way. Um, I don't know. Maybe you guys would know. Is it still popular to do to follow like Reinheitsgebot, which is the the German purity law of like, you know, it can it can't have like it couldn't have coconut in it like that kind of. Do, do German? It's got. It's still got to be. Yeah. Some. Uh breweries that's what they go by uh we did a, a river cruise and uh we were at one port where uh, my wife and i we signed up for a, a cult tour so we went to like five pubs and that each sounds so beer fun. each cult had a little different flavor in another port we pulled into we did the smoke beer oh. where they smoked the grains Oh. I want to go on a riverboat cruise now because of some of the things they yeah, do. That it's like fun. it's historical, and you have things to look at, yeah. like a Caribbean cruise, which I'm not putting down because I love your. But it's like I've never done any here in the beard, yeah, like, and the things that they did, let alone the navigation and canals. I okay, since you brought it up, he knows you, a thing or two of navigation. Um, I, yeah, I bet he does. Um, I was recently looking at um an Alaskan cruise but it was like through this like adventure company so like your cruise was only like max like 65 people on the boat and you took like like more of like a nice i mean they were nice rooms but like what would be more like a research vessel mm-hmm. and they like took you and did all kinds of like crazy cool stuff that'd and be I was, like, cool they're getting what... ready for a two-weeker yeah i've never been on a cruise at all alaska. where are you going oh, are you going to alaska yes oh. uh, we're flying out in about a week and a half uh we want to go to Seattle for a few days. Then from Seattle, we fly up to, uh, oh, I think Fairbanks. And then we go with Princess to their different lodges, oh. Denali National Park. We're doing a river uh, steamboat cruise or whatever. Uh, we're going salmon fishing. That's real oh, salmon fishing. Right. And uh, doing a helicopter ride. Then we're going to take a, a Princess ship from uh, Whitaker down to vancouver dave here's the thing um you know i've come 
I don't know you incredibly well because I feel like I still haven't gotten really to spend a lot of time with your parents. I don't, you probably really don't haven't spent a lot of time with my parents either. Um, but I want you to know that I care deeply about you, and because I care deeply about you, I I just think that right now it's not the best time for you to be going on a cruise. So I'm gonna go for you. There's an actual open ticket that yeah. I'm not able to take. I'm not, no, between work and home, I can't. That's but it's sick. not official yet. But one person might not be able to go. So sweet talk him or my mom. Call <laughs> I'll give you my mom's cell phone number later. No. Okay. Well, Dave, you can go then, I half, guess. Half, Someone's going to need to take care of him. Half of my bucket list could be knocked out in, yes. in Alaska. Yes. That oh. is like my I want to go there mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah, I got my camera equipment ready to go, my telephoto. Yeah. I got a monopod. Instead of carrying a tripod, yeah, I got a monopod. Yeah. And uh, I'm keeping my battery uh, charged what up. What kind of camera you got there, bud? I got a Pentex uh, M70. Yeah. I've been a Pentex person since the 60s. That's awesome. I used to sell cameras. Use so, all of my weird things. <laughs> Dad, let, let me ask you this then. Of all the stylings of beers that you've made, you said 15 different recipes. How many beers, though, do you think you've done all, all together? Because I know there's been multiple Christmases that you did the winter warmer. Yes. Like, how many how many beers do you think you've actually brewed? So, fif- potentially 15 different recipes, which I think is under. I feel like you've done more than 15, but how many beers then? Because then there's variations on those recipes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I change things. Uh, I don't like those hops. I'll do this hops. Or I'll add, when I did a peanut butter chocolate stout, I added, besides chocolate nubs, I added some Hershey's chocolate into it. And then How'd that I, turn out? Then I, oh, then I threw in some uh, peanut butter. Uh, you did like P2 or whatever, the powder. Oh, yeah, yeah. PB2. Mm-hmm. PB2, that's yeah. right. And uh, it came out pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's so, just say, I don't have beer that lasts more than six, seven months in the house because uh, the neighbors like it, uh, bring some to... Matthew's house and so how how many beers total do you think you've brewed I, and bottled I probably brewed more than uh, 30 30 40 times something like that it's I just do it for the fun of it well especially because of how long some of these take yes like when you did a triple Belgian you had to do three times the process well one of the hardest ones is uh, my bourbon uh, yeah because those chips those chips set for like a couple months Yes, I'd, I'd get the charred oak chips. Mm-hmm. I don't have hundreds of dollars to buy a, the regular keg or whatever you want to call Barrel. it, cask. So I'd get uh, charred oak chips, and i put them in a container, and i add Maker's Mark bourbon to it. Yeah. And i let it sit for uh, a couple months. Yeah. And that's then after I got the beer ready to go, then I'll add that in there and let it sit. And uh, a month, uh, no, I six months to a year and i had to throw a batch away about four and a half years ago i had a heart attack and i was in the hospital and nobody knew how to check my airlock and so when i finally was well enough and i got home i looked and there was a, a sheen across the beer it smelled good but some told me uh air got into it which wouldn't be good but i redeemed myself i uh did it put it into the show at medina county fair and i got a best of show on it man and you know it's good when the judge says you got any extra bottles in your uh trunk 
There you go. So, um, do you know other home brewers up by you? Like, is this a thing where like you like you go to the are are there regulars? Like, it's, it sounds like you kind of like do it every year. Are there other people? Are you like, oh hey Stan, what'd you brew this year? Or like, well, yeah, they have a, a brew club in Medina, which I don't go to because I just uh, I'm busy on Wednesdays, and so they uh, get together and they experiment, play with things. And everybody has their own idea what they want to do. And so I just listen, I look, I read, and I do my thing. That sounds fun. That's all. I mean. That's cool. And and every year, though, you have to plan out, okay, what beer do I want to do next year for the fair? Yes. Because then he has to walk back the timeline. Yeah. You know, because you can't you can't bottle a beer and then want to put it in and it's four months old. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about that. Because when you get ready to bottle, you move your beer, you transfer it from one beer to, I mean, one bucket to another bucket. That's when you add in the priming sugar. Yep. And then you put it in your bottle, you cap it, and... You know, See, it I takes have a minimum of at least two weeks to get any carbonation. Oh man, I should actually give I should give him some stuff. I have some nice like two and a half gallon kegs. You could you could force carbonate them. That's what I used to do. Um, which has a different. I think it has a different flavor to it. Force carbonated ver- sometimes. Um, we had to get another beer, and um, Dave brought two, um, which is awesome. And um, yeah, so what did you bring us? Okay, that's a, a Schwarz beer or a dark lager. And the yes. reason I got involved with that is on our river cruise in Germany, on Viking River Cruise, you get beer and wine with uh, lunch and dinner. And so they'd, I'd say a beer, and the guy says light or dark. So when I th- say dark, I'm thinking of a porter or yeah. a stout. Well, I got this, the dark, and I'm saying it's kind of sweet. It's not a stout. It's not a porter. And researching it when I got home, it's just a dark, sweet lager. Yeah. And so I brewed that last year for the fair, and I got another ribbon on it. And uh, I like it, but it freaks out people's minds because they say, that's a dark beer. I don't like dark beer. (laughs) You know what? It's funny to me is I actually feel like, and maybe this is bad advice. This is just my opinion. It's not based on anything. I feel like most people, when they start drinking beer, go, I don't want dark beer. Yes. But I actually think that dark beer for a lot of people is the perfect place to start because they tend to be, they're not hoppy, they're gentler. Like some of them, you can get them, you can get a pretty sweet stout. Like, I don't know. But I also feel like something like this would be a really nice welcome. Uh, I love this style of beer. This is, I've come, like, we've talked about this before, like my... I went for like the super crazy stuff for a long time, you know, like, I don't know, pastry stouts and, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And and those are fun to still drink. I, I'm not saying it's not, but that's kind of what I would seek out. And now you were ahead of me on this. Mm-hmm. You were more on like this, like lagers, ales. And I was, I was still like, yeah, but they don't have a lot of flavor for me. But man, there's a ton of variation in all of those things. Here's what I say all of that to say. I like a lot of different types of beer. Um, I know the difference between lager and ale that comes down to yeast and, and, and how, um, what temperature they get fermented at. I got that after that. I have nothing. My knowledge goes to zero. And like, so like I can go like, I like porters and I like stouts. 
no idea what makes a porter a porter and what makes a stout a stout and what makes why a porter is not a stout, right? Like, but I know I like both of them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just the grains that they use, the malts that they use, and the yeast, not yeast, uh, the hops have something to do with the flavors too. I mean, you can mess up a beer by throwing in, oh, just throwing any hops and you'll get a weird flavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of look to see what goes with what. We had a, a friend that says, uh, do you want some hops? And I said, yeah, what kind? Oh, hops. They were growing in our backyard. And I said, what kind of hops? Did you take them? No. Why not? I didn't know what kind they were. Uh, well, you could have just, you know, like tried. Well, I didn't want to mess up the beer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You're right. Always the voice of reason, Dave. But, uh, yeah, it's just something that I enjoy doing. Growing up in Wisconsin in the 50s and 60s, it was Paps, Blatt's, Miller, Hams, uh, oh, plus the little breweries in Wisconsin. And I don't know about that place in St. Louis. I, I don't remember setting that, any of that beer up. But uh, Are that's... you referring to Anheuser-Busch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the AB? And so I was used to that. And then when in high school, I got hired by my uncle. Small little brewery. At his uh, bowling alley that had two halls for weddings. So I'd set up the bars there uh, with the various beers and all yeah. that stuff. And once a year, my dad would get a case of beer. And he called uh, it was a Bach beer. And I, you know, being a 16, 17-year-old, I said, what's Bach beer? My dad just said, oh, they're cleaning out the bottom of the barrels. And they put it all together. Well, I tasted it. I liked it. Now I know what Bach beer is. It's not that, I'm assuming. No, it's not cleaning out the <laughs> barrels. <laughs> and and that, that got me interested in different types or flavors of beer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, growing up, everything tasted the same. Miller, Paps, Blatt's, and all that stuff was the same. But, you know, as you get older, your taste buds change, and you become legal where you can drink. And... uh now, you, you look at, what, back in the day they had near beer or was it? Yeah, near beer is what my, I remember my dad, it was like or, what, f- five, two or th- three, two, three, two beer, is that three, right? Three, two? two, right? Yeah, very low. Yeah. That you could, wasn't that the beer that you could only drink if you were 18? Yeah, it was like an 18 to 21, wasn't there like a thing? I don't know, I was, you know, that was, that was before me. But, but I, I like, you know, playing with my beard, going to different flavors and, Next year at the fair, I'm going to got a beer. I You got an idea? Are you already working on it? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. I know where I'm getting my supplies and everything. Okay. All right. Don't share. I want, I'm want. i excited. And my uh, son helped me with this beer several years ago, and he said, Dad, try this. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Okay. So, Matt, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, of all the beer. So, you've watched your dad. First question is just for you. Is there a, a beer that he's made that ever stands out as like, mm, that, like, they're all really good, but, like, that one just hits for me? For for me, I think yeah, yeah. there's there's two in mind, but um, I, I got it for whatever reason in the last, like, eight years of my life, I've just gone straight back to loggers and, and pilsners yeah. and the basic. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. Personally, I believe the best beer season is upon us soon, and that's fall. Same, I agree. So Oktoberfest pumpkins. I mean, yeah. I just saw that yeah. pumpkin in the beer for like, I, I like the flavor. So don't get me wrong. But 
Um, Dad did a special beer that all of our out-of-town guests for the wedding got. And it had a custom label that I designed. Maybe I did know this. I don't know. Um, And so that that was um, fun. That was a lager, right? Or was that a Pilsner? That was a Czech. Did you guys save a a bottle? Uh, Check the label on one of these. I think it still has a label on it. Not, I didn't see it on these. No labels, but there was it, the label of the caps said what kind of beer it was. Um, so that that was a really good one, um, especially because it was just it was special. Yeah, and brewed just for you know the wedding week. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that that one was really cool. It was a check. Okay. Which there's oh, nothing like a good check yeah. pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your second part? Oh, well, you said there was two. Oh, the other would be um he did a triple belgian oh yeah and, and right now that's also um that's my favorite because you get the high alcohol you get some fun notes behind those and that just i think really showcased his patience in the brewing po- process and the trust in his ability because of how much he had to do to go through you know three times the fermentation process Is that what makes a triple a triple you, you ferment it three times because right, isn't it like uh, three no, I, three times or three times the sugar uh, there's a lot of sugar involved, and what I did is I used, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, I forgot where I got the candies from Europe, but there are candy crystals or whatever that I threw in the pot too to make it a little more sweeter and, huh, yeah, you know, it's but I've all, done so many I forget. I even well, forgot. what makes a triple a triple? Uh, the hops, the grains, the malt, the ho- uh how much sugar is in there? Stuff like Does that. It, Isn't there something though with an extended? Do you have a longer boil time? You gotta yes. You have to let it uh, ferment for a while. Like they say, normal uh, fermenting on normal beer is like one to two weeks, and but I let mine sit, and then I transfer it to another pot where the sediment stays in the yep. old, uh, yep. old pot to clarify it a little bit and let it finish fermenting. But like with my uh, bourbon ales. Or my bourbon, I let it sit there for six months, huh. longer to get more of the oak. And some people say, "Well, the oak's gone after two weeks." And I'm saying, "Well, okay. Why does Maker's Mark and all that have no. their barrels sitting for, even you know, with their whiskeys in it for ten years, twenty years?" Yeah, and yeah, that, that's a false, not true thing. Okay, so my next question for you is, um, you know. Talk's growing so fast. You got to be thinking about these things. What beer would you? I'll let you choose how you answer this. You can tell me what beer you would like your dad to make and try, or one that he has already made that you'd like to like make again. So, what beer would you like to have with Tuck? And then um, the same kind of question goes for. Um, your next child. Mm-hmm. I, I I think for for Tuckerman, I'd like to do uh, have Dad do the Mexican lager. Was it a lager? Yes. Yeah, uh, because Tuckerman one, I love loggers and I yeah. love my son, but um, he had a soccer coach that would high five people, and every time he would high five the little little kids, he would go ooh spicy. <laughs> and so Tuckerman does that too. Plus, he can be a little spicy too yeah. now that he's almost yeah. four. Yeah, I, and I so love that little dude. I feel like personality-wise, and uh, a Mexican logger would be perfect to to have with him if he were at the proper age. And for a little one, um, we're having a girl, 
and mm. she, I hope, will be sweet <laughs> and will be just a, a delightful young woman. But I also hope that she is bold and independent and and fearless. And I think a beer that he's brewed that would match that would be this cream ale. Oh, because okay. that cream ale is sweet. It has it yeah, has that wonderful yeah. finish. But yet, what's the ABV on this? It's got a lot behind it. Oh, I had it written down. It's about uh, ballpark five point eight six. Oh, okay, six. Yeah, yeah. Not a huge punch. Yeah, but, but it'll pack one. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that would fit um, what I hope would be the personality of of a a young young woman that that we are looking forward to raising and having join our family. Congratulations. In, in, in Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're really excited. Um, her name has been Banana Head before we knew it was a girl, and now it's Stacy Gracie. Oh. Um, according to <laughs> to Tuckerman. My mom thinks Stacey Petunia Gracie. is the name, but I like Stacy Gracie because um, she could have a pen name of S.G. Lofi, kind of like R.L. Stein. Yeah, that does sound kind of good. Or, you know, like yeah. something kind of, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Plus, S.G. Lofi sounds like it could also be a ship. It does. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Dave, I'm curious, and, and I'll get to you. Are you going to the parenting questions? Now? Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. Um, you never had girls, right? Uh, no. Yeah. So... Um, how are you feeling about being a grandpa to a baby girl? This is the this is the first baby baby girl that you'll have a, a hand in raising, right? Yes. I figured after the first year of all the crying and pooping and all that stuff, and she gets out of those little sleepers that you change every hour with the baby, <laughs> I figured once she starts wearing like little dresses and stuff like that, my, I go to cardiac rehab three days a week, uh-huh. and the nurse is saying, oh, Dave, she's going to have you wrapped around your little finger. Yeah, I agree. She is going to yeah. get you. Uh, no, she's not. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Hey, so, But I'm glad you know that that's not true, that like you're both absolutely screwed. Like, around, She doesn't even have fingers yet, I don't think. I don't know. We'd have to check with Heather She's, on that uh, one. As of this week, does um, she have fingers? She uh, that I don't know, but it's the, um, she would be the size of a um, I think mango this week. Oh, okay. Well, whether or not she has fingers <laughs> is up for debate. But at any rate, she is already like rat. Like you guys are both done. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's true. So anyway, when you, when she hits that stage, you, you think you'll be you'll be like, are you going to peace out for the other part? If you're, you're like, hey, just get her to like that dress phase and let me know. Or <laughs> each baby, each young person as they're growing up has their own personality. Yeah. And okay, with a little girl, you expect a little loving little thing to come up and grab you and yeah. hug you and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Then I look at her brother. Yeah. There's yeah. times he hugs me and... He also kicks you in the shin sometimes. Yes, he does. <laughs> and, and other places. Gotten hit there a lot recently. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm waiting for a new individual to come up uh-huh. and say Papa Days or, you know, something like that. The only problem I have is I'm going to have to control my wife. Oh. Yeah. oh. She loves shopping. Uh, and I, just watching the next year, Kohl's uh, on the stock market, I'd buy, it's going to go high. Yeah, buying Target <laughs> Target and Kohl's between my, my mother-in-law, my mother, and Heather. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
I'm I'm hearing Heather yell at the uh, whatever she's listening to her ear, ear yeah. pals or car or, yeah. or or what have you right now. Just damn it, Matt. Yeah, it's not really her voice, but yep. And that made it worse. Just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, stop talking now. <laughs> and my wife just can't wait because she loves little kids. Yeah, and she she does a lot with Tuck, and I know. She is going wow. to have a blast with a little girl. She's going to love Stacy Gracie. Well, SG Lofi. Yeah. All right, Matt, Penelope. my question. Oh, what was that? Penelope. Penelope. I like that Petunia. one. Petunia. I like Penelope, though. I don't know how it's you also feel brain. about Sean. It's a. Uh... Seaniqua. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I'm trying to just... make it like feminine sounding. Well, there's plenty of Sean's. Sean is a unisex name. Thank you. I only know Sean Ireland. Yeah. And she's person. a woman. Yeah, and I identifies I as know, such. I don't know any women outside of her that... I have met a couple, but it's pretty rare. Anyway... If we named it Sean, though, it'd be like I, I actually. Oh, like, I would hate you for I know, that. I know. <laughs> oh, don't do it. And actually, it would feel really... I hope one of my friends never names their children after me, to be honest with you. It feels uncomfortable to me. I, like, not after me. Obviously, I'm not good enough friends with anyone. But I fear... I don't know. I just feel like it would be a weird thing as much as we joke about that. Anyway, my question, question, my question for you is what now that you know the news, okay, walk me through honest, honest. You've up until this point thought it was a boy, not because you were necessarily pulling for a boy, but you were just like, statistically speaking, St- it's a boy. Statistically, the Lofi family, there's a 75% chance your baby's going to be a boy. Yeah. Okay. Walk me through That's quick. The well, jury's still out on science. Um, walk me through really quick. Um, like the doctor visit, like who's there, who's not, like all yeah. that. So, Tuckerman, Heather, and I all went before work. Oh, first, Tuckerman was there first thing in the morning. Yeah, he wore his big brother cape, uh, his super big brother cape, and um, superhero. What'd mask. you tell him you were doing? He knew that we were gonna go find out. Um, here's the kicker though. It took the doctor 20 minutes to find the genitalia. Oh. So we, we were just sitting there. I'm trying to keep him at bay. He's on my shoulders. I'm holding him. He's yeah, it's exciting at first, and then you're yeah. like, okay. The mask has been thrown. Like, <laughs> we're running out of She's like, well, your baby's very healthy. There's the spine. There's the leg. She's taking pictures. Very photogenic. Healthy heartbeat. You want to hear it again? Because Tuckerman kept going, I want to hear the heartbeat. Could not find the junk. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but goes, like, if the heart is here, we just kind of go lower. I don't know the, the, the way. The way I'm kidding. Little, you know, SGL was was moving around. She, she the doc could not find it, and so finally, she did. And um, what's what's great though was I'm not trying to be like gross. Serious question: mm-hmm. When she showed you, were you like? Oh yeah, or what did you? Most of the time, they sh- I like look at like those pictures, and I'm and they're like they circle something, and I'm like, okay, I believe you, but like I can't tell what that is. She had to point it out, okay, um, because it doesn't look like anything you would right. think. It's it was like a line and two dots, yeah, <laughs> right, uh, because of the size, yeah. But what was great was we both looked at each other right before she started doing it, and I was like, all right, final, final guess. And, and Heather said, "Girl," I said, "Girl," you and, said, "Girl," too, yeah. Um, even though that morning I started to feel boy, um, I said girl. And uh, what what was really funny about it is Heather then went to work. Daycare is at her work. So she, she had Heather, uh, had Tuckerman. We had already called parents and everyone. I'm on my way back. And Tuckerman goes, Mommy, 
can we just pretend the baby is a boy? (laughs) (laughs) I I talked to Heather about that and and she gave me further insight about this actually. Um, She was telling me somebody else in the family just had a a baby Mm -hmm. yeah, and they just had a little girl, right? And so she was telling me, we literally, when I was trying to get a hold of you earlier today, she just told me the story. Um, And she was like, we talked about it and she's like, and the more I talked about it or talked to them about it, I, he, she thinks that it's because he can't equate. He was like, okay, well somebody else already had a girl in mm-hmm. the family. Yeah, he, so we should have a boy. Like he was caught up on. <laughs> yeah. On like, you know, it wasn't actually a desire necessarily for the, yeah. you know, one or the other, but it was like, well, no, 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 no. Somebody already got, somebody already took care of the girl thing in the other part of the family. We have to have a boy, which mm-hmm. is freaking adorable. Well, you're talking about the odds. Okay, my mom and her sister. Okay, her sister had a girl. Mom had a boy. Sister had a girl. Mom had a boy. So my aunt already had five girls, and my dad had five boys, or my mom had five boys. So it was five and five. Then my aunt came out with a boy. So my dad felt very happy. And then my mom came out with my sister. <laughs> and, what? And then my aunt, she had her uh, last one was a girl. So right away, my dad said, oh, I'm getting another boy. And it was a girl. <gasps> oh, broke broke the spell. Mm-hmm. But it was like five and five. That's a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you excited to have that many? No, 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 no. <laughs> two, two, I think, is the limit. We've not discussed. <laughs> when we were dating, we had um, difference of opinions of how many we should have, but we both agreed on two. Seven. And um, we're, I, I think we're staying at two. Okay. Uh, man-to-man coverage is where I want to. That's where you want to live? Where I want to be. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am just down the road. Just just throwing that out there. You're like a third child to our family. <laughs> I know. Isn't it great, though? <laughs> it's for you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I like come in and I'm like, oh, there's no cheese in the fridge. I, I, I am looking forward to having a girl um, because it still allows Tuck and I to have our relationship and hobbies. But now never having a, a sister. Yeah. But always enjoying being with like our women's business network yeah. through through work, through through two of my roles through Chambers and working with women other like i'm i'm excited to, i'm close to my sister too to to be able to be close to a daughter but also um she's gonna know how to make a fire she's gonna know how to pitch tents she's gonna well, right know because how... all of those things have nothing to do with whether you're a boy or a girl mm-hmm. that's just the I, like i'm just i'm pumped but also that breaks down stereotypes yeah and though this is weird but heather and i always watch alone yeah you know alone right yeah I've had you watch Alone with us, right? Yes. It's for it's a, a survival show. Whoever stays out in the yeah, wild no longest, thanks, yeah. um, but you have to do your own filming. So like, there's it's all reality and no fluff. Yeah. You got to hunt your food, catch your food. Um, and they have like a they have like a sat phone that they can call out. And then you tap out when you're hurt, sick, or over it. Oh, and yeah. I always tell I always tell Heather I go, the women don't usually win. So let me preface by saying that, but I believe that women are the best hikers and survivalists and i have so many reasons why and so now i'm kind of like ooh, can i raise an alone no I'm <laughs> <laughs> an alone champion for yeah. that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar pot no i'm just <laughs> joking but um well, women are great what are hikers. you doing with your daughter your one-year-old daughter well we're going on a two-mile hike she's 
<laughs> but I also think that that's gonna just independent, empowered young woman. Okay. And a skill yeah. that not a lot of women have. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, and I'm excited, but I'm still working on Tuckerman where I don't have to carry him out of the woods. So TBD on all of this okay. because I'm still learning how to do it with a four year old. Okay. Um, my last, my last quick question. Mm-hmm. And I think for, I know the for, no him? for you actually. Uh oh. My last quick question. So it sounds like um, you have really kind of fond memories in your, I'll just call it your youth. I don't want to say as a kid, but like your youth um, of your dad brewing and, and having this really cool hobby that he's really passionate about. What hobby do you want to see your kids like see like have your kids see you participating in in the same way because here's and i asked this very intentionally um because sometimes when parents become parents they sacrifice a part of them um that makes them unique in who they are um and i think that happens on accident but i think it does happen where the things that they used to do don't they don't do anymore because they get busy or whatever um, and your dad, now he, you know, you were a little, a little bit older when he was doing, it's not like you were like four, just based on when he started, but you had the benefit of watching your dad participate in a hobby that made him happy mm-hmm. and still to this day. Right. And I think that that is really, really valuable that parents participate in a hobby in front of their kids, whatever it may be. It could be running marathons. It could be brewing beer whatever crocheting but i think it's really healthy for for kids to see that so what do you want to see your kid what do you want your kids to see you doing i'll give you the short answer i don't know yet okay but here's why that's Um, not what i thought you'd say no but here's because i don't know what that hobby is yet for example when heather was gone on a bachelorette party last week i watched two marvel superhero movies with Tuckerman. There are three things in my adult life that I have avoided. Vampire books and movies, um, anything with superheroes because I don't like too many CGI, and that little wizard boy. Oh, you know what? And I have I watched you. more Marvel superheroes in the last week. It's great. Because we happened to watch one that Tuckerman was interested in, and it wasn't too brutal. Which one? Um, we watched Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, that's cute. And it, it wasn't too much fighting. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known, but Tuckerman wants to watch another Marvel, and I'm I'm down for that. But a week and a day ago, that wouldn't have been something I would have been looking forward to. I have fond memories as a goalkeeper playing travel soccer of my dad, who didn't like soccer until I started playing soccer, drinking a big gulp and smoking a cigar on my half of the field while I was the goalie, talking uh-huh. with me, or talking down to the refs who weren't protecting the goalie. <laughs> or every Labor Day going to the Cleveland Air Show together. I don't know what my... Um, every year growing up, even in my angsty high school years, and then we did it when I... Th- I think we still did it when I was in college, and we've done it now twice with Tuckerman, three times here coming up. I don't know what my air show or my soccer will be for Tuckerman, and I haven't even the slightest idea with the little uh, SG or banana head. Um, and that's why my answer is I do not know. But oh. there will be one. There will be one. I think, though, something with Tuckerman will be adventurous because we're going to the tiny house that we stayed at earlier this year, uh, just him and I, in uh, fall. 
so uh-huh, we can have uh-huh, one big uh-huh. trip together. Heather's had a couple with him. Yeah. And I've stayed back because of work or other things. Has other, Heather ever had 100% solo? I don't know this. Not on a trip. Yeah, okay. Or extended. Like, I know she, she's she gone to, like, but there's always well, been, like. When I was in the bachelor party, yeah. she she was solo. Yeah, I don't mean, like, solo parenting. Like, that she does. But I meant, like. Not on a trip. A trip. And I think traveling with him would be fun. But uh, I have so many fun I, memories. I think traveling being... with him is either going to be real fun or it's not going to be real fun. <laughs> I, I don't want to curse it, but he does he does listen very well when it's just me. Good. Good. And I think knowing where we're going, he'll be pumped. I, I don't I don't say that because it's, it's him. I say well, that because he's not quite four. We have we have <laughs> special we have special rules when we're on hikes. And no have, talking. And we have special guys. Yeah, don't don't do anything. No. Um stand the trail, listen to daddy, don't touch anything and uh for the love of god, do not tell mom. And then we have guys night rules as well, which I didn't realize he would hold on to. So for example, I let him um, use a wipe and not wash his hands after the potty. I said, hey, it's guys night. We're also playing outside. Well, now, if there's times where Heather's not home, he just goes, Dad, I'm going to use a wipe. Guys night. (laughs) No, buddy, you can wash your hands. But I did so much with my dad. I'm I'm waiting for my air show and... um, my soccer to know what what hobby or special like regular well have. and correct me if i'm wrong though i mean i'm not wrong because you've already done it you hope to continue some of the things that your dad did with you like the air show yeah we're going we're going in a couple weeks right but like so yeah well, but that probably doesn't quite that probably feels like an extension of like your childhood versus I, like a genuine like you thing does that make sense i haven't thought yet if i would take our daughter to that because right now that's a hobby and a tradition you know like oh yeah now you're gonna have to start to decide i haven't, I haven't which one about that which one of these things are gonna be tuckerman and i things mm-hmm. together things yeah just her things Ooh. so that's that's another episode is there, oh okay one last question now that we're on to this maybe it's a teaser or something that i want you to think about for when we have this episode maybe mm-hmm. we get a little closer this is not throwing shade at Tuckerman at all. But he's a human being just like all of us. Yeah. I want you to think about but don't answer this. If there are anything that if there's anything that like you were hoping Tuck would be into that he's not really into, where you're like, ooh, I get a second chance at this one. Here's a perfect example for me. It didn't pan out for me, it's fine. They're not my kids. I was really into soccer growing up. My nephew tried soccer. I was like, sweet, he's into it. And then it was like, no, he's not into it. But I was like, don't worry. My niece came along, tried soccer, not into it. None of them ended up being into soccer, but I was like, oh, I'm really pumped for another one because maybe they'll be into this thing. <laughs> so far, Tuckerman has gone into a lot of things that I've liked yeah, or things that I wasn't aware of that I ended up liking because he liked it. Okay. For example, I found a punk band that does all Disney covers. Yeah. He now is when he's in the car with me wants to listen to Punk Rock Factory and not just these regular Disney songs. Nice. So like so far I've I've lucked out. The only thing that I'm a little bit worried about uh-huh. is because the Cleveland um, Indians are no longer on Bally Sports or sorry, are on Bally Sports and Bally Sports you have to pay extra for. Okay. And I refuse to add another platform. 
Heather and her family all are Mets fans. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. And have, like, the MLB app and different Uh-oh. things. Well, why can't you watch the, the Guardians on that? I could, but, like, I can't, like, we watch Browns on Sunday. We watch um, the crew from time to time. So as as long as I guess he doesn't become a Steelers fan or likes Mexico when it comes to soccer, U.S. men's <laughs> national team soccer. They can I like just, she can like Mexico clarify. outside just, of that. No, because sometimes I speak a little too freely as a men's national team fan, and people are like, "Why do you hate Mexico?" I'm like, "Listen, Ohio State and Michigan, Mexico and U.S. and soccer. I'm not yeah. preaching walls and and things. Yeah, but." It's a. That's what makes it fun. You uh, Mexico fans can definitely just stay there because U.S. men's national team. You're like that's that's yeah, why yeah. I always am quick to say soccer. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he's not a Steelers or a Mexico fan, I guess I'm fine. But at the same point, the Mets are the black sheep of New York, so they're an underdog kind of. You can kind of get behind like it a little. You can understand Cleveland it. Team is even though they have one of the top, you know. They spend probably. I think they have payroll wise or number three, and they still can't win. So yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you can't buy wins, I guess. Well, coming from Wisconsin and being a lifelong Packer friend, fan, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, I would say as long as he doesn't like the Bears. That's true too. Oh yeah, the That's, Bears. Yeah, the Bears. I can't weigh in on this. Um, yay, sports. <laughs> you're, you're a Steelers and Bears fan. Is that what you're going to say? At one point, I would have Met, said I was a Steelers fan. Mets not anymore, and Mexico though. fan. Yeah. I'm not into sports, so I will root for whatever sports team you tell me to because I don't really. I mean, I like watching them. They're fun. All that. I just don't have anything that I follow, if that makes any sense. I think sports are vital because you learn heartbreak, you learn discipline. And if you're a Cleveland fan, you learn even more heartbreak. Yeah. And how to overcome failure. Because there's always Ex- next year. Except you've never overcome the failure. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> well, some of the best crew games we went to is when we're, they were at the old stadium. Oh, I miss the old stadium. And then we do that thing called tailgating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where your mother was running around with that black and uh, yellow checkered flag yeah she's running around with a flag we had some we had some good tailgates that was some good those, fun those were the days that's when you could get in games for 20 dollars. yeah not anymore now, now it's like quadrupled that okay you know what i feel like this episode is that's taking another. a weird turn it, it has good questions though yeah dad thank you for sharing your your uh, craft with us you brewed up a great conversation <laughs> do you like that yeah yeah, yeah. Th- thank you this is a, a long um a different kind of recording with you from sharing a microphone on the couch in the basement. Yeah, 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 it is. Way back I think when. We, I think we've, we've upgraded a little when bit. When we had like 30, not even 30 followers. Yeah. Well, this so. was a good hoppy uh, conversation. Oh, he got you there. Oh. He did. Well, I'm glad you're Bach yeah. um, <laughs> on the podcast with us. I've been trying so hard to think of one and I can't. <laughs> oh. All right, you know what? Well, Take us out of here, my friend. This 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 ending's taking longer than we're used to. So thank you, Dad. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. You, whoever you are, however you're listening, wherever you're listening, um, please drop us a line at the dadasspodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Oh, you know what else we're on? You ready for this? Um, we haven't been doing much on Twitter, yeah. but I did get us a um, – what's the new Twitter? Um, X. No, well, Twitter is X now, but the new Facebook Twitter. Um, oh yeah, what is that called? 
whatever it is. We're also on there. There's not a lot of people. I feel on like it there starts yet. as a C. I don't remember, but that other platform we're on, and we're still on MySpace. So be sure to follow us, send us some love, and until next time, drink on, dadass. <laughs>